Welcome to Double Burst, a podcast about Dice Masters. We are a group of Utah players that want to bring you the latest Dice Masters news, strategies, tips, and more. Whether you're a new or seasoned player, we hope this show has something for you. I'm KT Data, one of your hosts, and welcome to episode 107. In this episode, we'll be talking about the, how the new sets will be changing the game. We'll be also talking about one of our fun formats, and we wrap it all up with a Brewing Buddies. So let's kick it off with how the new sets will change the game. All right, guys, we are here with... The Global Guru, Zach, how are you doing tonight? Hi, I'm good. And we have Dr. J, JD. How are you doing tonight, my doing friend? Doing great. Um, so uh, we, we got lucky this time. <laughs> at the time of our recording, our friends across the pond at the Ministry of Dice, they just barely posted uh, a couple spoilers for the Avengers Infinity Wars um, team pack and the, uh, what was the other one? Like the Harley, Harley, Harley Quinn. Quinn team pack. Um, yeah. Hey, Chris. By the way, your URL says Warhammer 40k. Um, so, but so they posted some spoilers, and what we wanted to do in this is kind of discuss how Dice Masters is going to change with these new team packs or what we've seen so far. Well, we also got spoilers yeah. from the Warhammer 40k. A couple set of them, not yeah. just many, through, yeah. through Game Trade Magazine as well. Yeah. So there's a handful. Of stuff. There's three sets with spoilers that we, we haven't seen this about. many spoilers in months. Yeah, this is yeah. this is exciting. Yeah, really. I mean, I think the last time we got this many spoilers was when we were spoiling X Men First Class, and the previous set hadn't even come out yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, hey, Wiz Kids, you remember we're still around? Um, but, <laughs> but so, what I wanted. So first of all, like we now that we've seen some of the spoilers, how do you guys feel about these te- the the kind of box set? And then the team pack edition. I, I don't think we've seen a lot of out, like straight out of the box set. Maybe a little bit of the Warhammer, but we've seen more of the team pack. So, how do you guys feel about this versus just opening foils and hoping you get the card? Well, not gonna lie, I'm gonna I'm I'm kind of sad that there weren't any packs being opened and you know dumping out the dice. Well, the team packs were opened and you can. But but at least the, at least they're gonna be really <laughs> straight cards. And you get, you know, you're gonna be two like, dice for three cards. You're going to so be like buy me, two, buy two, two right? You and me. Oh, yeah, I'm totally going to buy two. Should, like should we two just order four at a time now? Yeah, just, probably. <laughs> it hasn't been any secret that I'm not a fan of the, of the non-blind only move. So I'm, I'm not super jazzed that there aren't foil packs to open. But, you know, at the same time, looking at the cards gets me a little bit excited about what's coming out in these sets. The, the cards are definitely exciting. You look at these, and, you know, there's some fluff cards that are like, yeah, probably won't work. That one, Drags. maybe. And then there's a couple you're like, ooh, this is going to be fun to play. Or that one's going to be like, that's going to be game-changing. Thanos. And there are some of those in there. Yeah. yeah. Um, yep. and I'm kind of sad that there's no foils, though. Or super yeah. rares. Like, at least just throw a red stripe on one of them, right? <laughs> just, just random. <laughs> yeah, th- we'll, we'll even be okay if you throw you it on Drax. What would be great is if, they, if, is if they, they put in these team packs, like at one in every 50 packs, one card oh, with a red no. stripe on it. Oh, it would be, oh, oh, I'd love it so much because you'd get some people who love that LCG model who would have to have that red stripe no. version of the yeah, card. It sounds like me and Zach would have to order 100 packs between both of us. Or, or here, here's sweet. what they should do. For promos, because we, we can almost bet that when they have, you know, competitive promos or maybe monthly promos, that we don't know how they're going to do it, but they'll they'll probably make foils of these as prizes for that. 
but it'd be awesome if they threw like a red line or something on those. <laughs> I guess they'd probably have to have purple. No, they'd have to be blue. Still, yeah. They use the blue. Oh, right? yeah, That's blue, blue. Pro- That's promo? right. Yeah. Yep. Purple is Chase. Yeah. That would be even better. Throw a purple line <laughs> a on there. Purple line on an OP I miss card. The purple stripes. Oh, that'd yeah. be nuts. Those are the days. All right. I miss the red stripes too and the yellow ones and the green ones. How about the grays? Or how about the no stripes? The, the grays, there's there's no stop. There's no end to yeah. the grays. No, yeah. we've kind of missed them all because yeah. this is the first we've seen yeah. in months of <laughs> the product. Do you so. miss the no stripes? I do. I still every once in a while I'll open a pack and be like, oh yeah, that was a thing. Hey, you know what? We gotta give WizKids a little credit because you know, at least they're they're printing these out and they remember like the old Constantine? It like had the green sti- stripe, but it was really like or rare. Oh yeah, it's hard to get. <laughs> we don't see any of that anymore. I know, know like missing blue, stripes. How, how blue eyes was really supposed to be a red red stripe, but it was a I yellow stripe. The, yeah. I miss the misshapen dice and stuff like that. Like the yeah. good, the good old days when this game was brand new and we got. <laughs> I some don't. Weird I don't stuff. miss the really curved cards from AVX though. That's oh. the, that's seriously <laughs> one of my favorite things. I was put. I was stacking some stuff. You'd sit there and you'd pull like a super rare Serene and be like, "Oh, I really want to play with this." So you go home and like slap it in the middle of your giant family yeah. Bible and be like, "I'll be back in a month." Yeah. Do you yeah. remember that was one of the first conversations I had with you? How do you get them flat? I was like, "Like, what? What do you guys do to get these things flat?" I just started. I had weights. I, I, I had weights that I would put. I'd put them in a stack and then stack my my weights. <laughs> You just you know, put them in a binder yeah, I, of cards I, and that straightens them out. Yeah, just fine. I was sitting yeah. there, I'm like, man, these guys are hardcore. This guy's instead of lifting weights, he's putting them on his cards. Yeah, well, <laughs> I bought them. I got to get some use out of those well, things. You have to pick up the weights to put the cards underneath them. Yep. All right. So um, let's start with let's go with Avengers first because I got the movie on the mind. Um, what are what are some of the cards that got? You? Are we spoiling the movie? We should spoil the movie. No, somebody's gonna kill so you. Dra- so Drax you is really good, yet, right? The Jared? following characters die. No, <laughs> Drax is so good that he's not in this team pack. Drax is so good. I thought I saw him, but they, nah. they Drax was so good in the Guardian set that they decided to just reprint his cards for this set. If you don't know anything about Drax and Dice Masters, he fields for free. Yeah, always yeah. for free. Um, There's any number of ways that he can field for free, and this set added three more. Yeah, and I, this is going to be harder to refer to the cards because it's not common, uncommon, rare or something. It's just like yeah, we're we gonna have to, to go off the names. We have to use the subtitles. So what I was excited though is they are bringing back some of our favorite keywords, and this is the one that was super excited for me until I read the rest of it. Um, is the supreme intelligence? They actually have the fabricate keyword, but then you read the text. At least one of the fabric character die must be a character die with Cree in its name. Um, so you won't be able to just fabricate whatever you want. And from what we know, there's at, there's two characters in this with Cree in the name, right? Yeah. There's a, uh, like a Cree soldier and like a Cree commander or something like that. Cree captain. Yeah. Because you got to have somebody commanding them, right? That's right. You don't want to run to. around. I mean, it's still so, worth it because the Cree aren't bad. But also with one of them, if you fabricated two character dice with the Cree in the name to purchase this guy, add it to your bag. So, you know, you get a little added benefit if you do. But with the Cree having um, Swarm and things like that, then it's going to... Swarm and Infiltrate. Yeah, that one's going to be really good. Yeah, for that one, you Is actually though, have to do... Like, I feel like that one's not great. Really? Because Swarm and Infiltrate kind of counter it's... each other, don't they? Well, no. Like... If you infiltrate your, your Swarm characters back... Then they're still active. They're still in the field, yeah. and they're not going into your bag so and yeah, swarming yeah, yeah, for so you. And then you fabricate. 
And then they go to your prep area and they're not swarming oh, for yeah, you. Yeah, you <laughs> no, not sacrifice. It's it's a little yeah. counterintuitive. So I would say if you're going to do the Cree thing, do one of the other ones, maybe. Well, th- that's the tough part is it's a 2-5. So you have to, one of them has to be the a, a Cree captain and the other one can be the Cree soldier. No, you can have two Cree soldiers, right? For yeah, two five. Oh no, so no, you it, can't because the Kree soldiers are only two. Yeah, so all the Kree soldiers two, and then only two of the Kree captains are a three five or a mm. three fist. So you'd have to use one of each or fabricate three characters. I like, but I don't know who ever want to mass KO things at all. <laughs> like that just does not seem like a good yeah. idea, right? I like the the Blue Angels Kree soldier. He's got swarm as well, but his ability is when Kree soldier damages an opponent, prep a die from your bag. So that kind of works with Swarm because then you can clear those swarming characters out of your field. You get an added bonus on top of the tiny bit of damage. How they often do are they really going to do it, though? Hmm? How often? Are you, that means you have to field it and attack with it. Well, it's like if you roll the character, if you swarm with it and you roll a character face, and you didn't want the character face, but you have it anyway. At least then you can field it. You get a pay one to field it, attack, and you get a prep one die. Yeah. Me. I mean, it's better than just having Swarm. Yeah, I, I would rather have infiltrate. You're right. Those fielding costs are terrible for that die. <laughs> hey, you don't want to field Two them. Two one fielding costs? Yeah. With... You, you want to swarm and leave the one out there and never field oh, any others. Those are terrible fielding costs. Yeah, no, my luck. I'll have to field all of them on, on like the third turn. Um, so, Zach, you're the global guru. We see a couple of globals in this one. So it, many globals. Any of the, they, they felt your pain. I, I just got to so, say, if you play Beholder it. with these sets, like Golden, this is going to make... Beholder really good. There's the global out there. Pay double fist. This is on the Cree captains. Pay double fist. Once per turn, the next character die you purchase this turn costs three less. So if you and your opponent have it, and I feel the beholder, that uh that gold dragon is now free. I just have to pay the one minimum. Uh you could do the uncommon Thor for two just for fielding. Or I could get, I mean, even if I just have this one out and I filled the beholder I can buy another beholder for one and if I have rip <laughs> then I can I can prep it as well so that some of these globals work really well I really like that one that's one of my favorites yeah so yeah so th- that's what that's what's really kind of cool about it um the the supreme intelligence that one's kind of interesting to me it's you, you pay two generic energy once per turn move a die with a purchase cost of two or less from your use pile to your prep area um, and then it says the sidekick dice are considered to have a purchase cost of zero. So it seems like it works with you could sidekick you could dice. pay two energy. Doesn't to seem economical. Prep a sidekick, I guess. But, that's like that's like Professor X global. Terrible. Like yeah, it's not the most efficient. It's not the most as much. You're not doing yeah. this for you know ramp. You're doing this where. I need to do this in order to win the game, or I need to do this to get an edge right off the bat. Yeah. Or, yeah. Like, let's say I have a Serena, buy it, turn, you know. Well, what you're or, second, or your, or your you boomerang, and, and or your, your, your battering or whatever. Yeah. You need to get a shriek out exactly. of the field, and, you know. That, it, yeah, it allows you to time there. it a lot better than mm-hmm. what you would otherwise. Yeah, yeah or exactly. you, Yeah, you misroll something. Is this only on your turn, though? Uh, yeah. No, no, it's, no, it's just one Yeah, turn. so, so you, could, you could save it and... Let's say you, you know, didn't roll something good that's two cost and, you know, a Yanti or something, and you need to move it over that on your opponent's turn, you could do that be- yeah. before, you know, reload your yeah, bag. I, I, I like could that. see this kind of almost as a pseudo chalkboard for something if you yeah, really needed it. Yeah, that, if you're yeah. playing modern, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a good fill-in, but if you're doing anything else, the, the chalkboard's definitely better. 
Yeah. Yep. Okay. So before we jump into the Harley Quinn set, is there any other cards you kind of want to talk about? Yeah. Probably, Thanos. Probably want to talk about Thanos. Thanos. I mean, Thanos is like one of my it's favorite cheap. cards from the entire game of Dice Masters, and I feel like every time they nail him, like they get it great, and they totally nailed him in this set. So he's got three different cards, and they're all amazing. There's a. Uh, in eight cost that says you may return a villain character die you control in the field to its card and reduce the cost of this character die by three. And you can do that as many times as you'd like. But the best thing about this is that he's got overcrush. Yeah. He's got, it's one thing to have this huge character in nine, nine on level three and something else to have that character. Yeah. So you can discount this insane overcrush character that way, or you can go to the next card, prove love for lady death. He's got overcrush. He's an eight cost. When Thanos deals overcrush damage to an opponent, double that damage. That, that double is, overcrush. That is totally worth the eight cost. That's he good. is, he yeah, is good. almost he is almost that Thanos from Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron. Was it Age of Ultron? He's just unblockable. Like it's basically what this Thanos is. You have to mitigate all nine damage, or he's doing damage to you. The problem with this, I mean it comes at a cost. You look at the fielding costs, they're pretty bad. You're putting all your eggs in one the basket. The fielding costs are not bad. The, this is Compared to his stats, they're not, they're not great. He's 9-9 oh, nine, nine for 3. That's, oh, right, that's but I'm saying totally it's a downside justified. because they're not great. I mean, that's going to take well, up a lot of stuff. Well, he's not the Hulk from, from Guardians. Was it Guardians? They had the Hulk with the one fielding on all sides and he topped out at 8-8? Eight, eight. Yeah. He's not that. Yeah, but with no ability. Yeah. So I, I'm saying just the downsides of this. You do have to remember to field them. And you're putting all of your eggs in one basket. If you don't roll it or they blank it or something like that, you're dead in the water. Because Well, there's you, you ways to discount fielding as well. And then there's also um, not ways, having to, ways, roll to, to, die. ways yeah. to not have to pay eight for him. I like yeah. the collector. Like, I think that. it's good. Oh, the collector. On this. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's the second strongest of his cards. My favorite is the nine cost Thanos. Go, go, Cole Obsidian. Thanos costs one less to purchase for each of your active villain character dice. While Thanos is active, your non-Thanos villain character dice get plus one attack and plus one defense. But no overcrush on this one. No overcrush on this one. But I really like him because I really like the Malekith from the Thor set that while he's active, all of your sidekicks gain plus one attack, plus one defense, and the villain affiliation. So for every sidekick you have out plus Malekith, you're getting a one discount for him. You can get him down really cheap. Well, there's really also fast. the danger room that that That's if you right. have a bunch of sidekicks, they have some. Is this just yours or theirs? It's just yours. Each of it yours, only counts so. yours. So you get a bunch of sidekicks or cheap guys out there. Use the uh, danger room to make them all. You know, yeah. If you've got a bunch out there, you can make them. Nothing, and then you, you know? can buy these nine this nine cost character, four of them for three a piece, maybe less. And that's just. It's just gross. I really love Thanos, and I feel like they nailed him in this set. Yeah. What's, right. what's this picture, though? It's a pretty... Uh, it's from... Uh, Is he like a stone? No, he's in space. He looks like a he's rock a, monster. So oh, oh, that's like a rock going yeah, by he, him. He, he's in space. It, it almost looks like his arm is stretching cause, cause out. Because the way the comics write him is he's kind of on this like fortress, but it's really like on a giant meteor. He's pretty cool. You know? So he, he, he flies through space. That's, that's, cool that's kind look. of funny because yeah. the movies have him the same way. Yeah. So, so, all right. So now, um, you know, if, if Chris and Andy didn't have much fun with that, they also had the Harley Quinn um, preview for the team pack over there. And Andy, you're looking good, man. Um, so which one of these cards kind of caught your guys' eyes? Um, I've only gotten a quick chance to look at them. This, this, so this Batman I really like. Um, you know, 
he, he's an iconic character anyway, so people want to play him. But I like that these are these are all kind of playable. One of them, warring on all criminals. If you control two or more sidekick character dice, you may field Batman for free, which is good because he's a one, two, three fielding cost. But at a five cost, he'll have a level three of seven, five, which is really good if you can field him for free. Um, strikes terror into criminal hearts. While Batman is active, your sidekick character dice while they're attacking, they get plus two attack, which can be awesome. If you uh, there, there's a lot of good sidekick teams, which we'll we'll probably see more of these as we get through some of them. But you can do a lot of good stuff with sidekicks, make them unblockable and stuff nowadays. So so buffing them up like that is really good. But you have to pay for his fielding costs. The last one plays too rough. Batman gets plus one plus one for each sidekick character die in the field zone. Both players. And if your opponent has an active villain character die, Batman gets Overcrush. I think my favorite card from this set is Poison Ivy Red. Um, And her ability is she's a three-cost villain mask character. When Poison Ivy blocks or is blocked by a non-villain character die, she gains Deadly. And then prevent all damage dealt to Poison Ivy by non-villain character dice. So she can't take any damage from non-villain character dice. I like this because she kind of works as a counter to those pesky dragons that have been making a resurgence as of late because she doesn't take any damage from their breath weapon. If they attack, she can block them, knock them out, and she stays in the field. And she's a three cost with some really good stats on level two and three pretty decent stats. She's Um, she's got a big defense, so she can stay in the field really Yeah, her defense is two, four, six. And she's zero zero one fielding cost, so I really like that. She's a good defensive character and really hard to get out of the field. See, I like the uh, the budding interest one. While Poison Ivy is active, when an opposing non-villain character dies KO'd, its controller loses one life. There's so many like board clear stuff coming out that some of that could be really fun, especially if they bring one of those sidekick teams. I can kind of see oh, what yeah. they're doing. They're like, all right, we'll make this team pretty good and playable. And then we'll, we'll we'll kind of build these other cards that just completely destroy them, so you have counters to all of those things. Yeah, no, I I like I liked all the poison ivies, although red was my favorite. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was looking at these and Harley's hyena. I kind of like this idea of adding this little more mini game into it because all of hers are um, at the start of your turn. Both of both opponents draw a die from their. Um, b- bag, and then you you kind of compare the purchase costs, and different things happen depending on the level. I, I like yeah, it's the, kind of a, just a new mechanic that we haven't seen. It's very unique, and I you know yeah I, I like I, it. Yeah, I I totally like that idea. I don't know how well it will work, but it's a cool idea. I think yeah. I think the the mommy's baby is my favorite one because not just because you do the fun little mini game thing, but it has the added ability. Okay, so if you draw the die with a higher purchase cost, then Harley's Hyena gets three attack. And this is when it attacks. Um, but if not, you place that die in your use pile. Your opponent places the die they drew. Yeah, in this use is pile so one sided. Yeah, totally one sided. Yeah, the other, other ones aren't. They either, one-sided. yeah, the other ones, they either like prep it or they end up, um, what was the other one after that? Prep it and I, I can't read the glare. The first on. one they prep it, the other one. Um, somebody takes two damage. It could be you. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, so that's a little dangerous game that you're playing. But I, I, I love that idea that you can totally trip up your opponent's bag flow just by having a Harley a hyena out in the field one or two turns. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, it would be fun to play with Tabaxi Rogue because it's just another way to make them draw dice and 
deal damage yeah. to your opponent. So, um, so speaking of Tabaxi, Rose, yeah, <laughs> there's a new basic action. That's it. Is that in this? That in was this the set, Warhammer target set, wasn't lock, it? right? Or is that a different one? No, it's a, that's in the Warhammer. Yeah, it's set. in the Warhammer. Oh, set. it's in the Warhammer one. Or, let's see. Where was that then? Huh? It was in the set. What was? See, relaxing. No, no, no. The, the Warhammer. Yeah, it must set be in the, the Warhammer. Had the um, <clears throat> target lock is is one I was thinking, but it's different. Yeah, this one's kind of cool though. Place target lock on an opposing character card. It has continuous. Still in the, the field zone. Each time your opponent draws that cards die during their clear and draw step, they send it to the use pile and you prep a die from your bag at the end of your opponent's clear and draw step, send target lock to your use pile. So if you can get this out early enough and put it on something like maybe their wind condition, you're basically delaying it a turn or two to where it has to cycle through their bag and to get it back out again. So the, the action you were thinking of is instant war from the Warhammer set. And it is, a three-cost basic action. Each player draws three dice and fields all sidekick dice drawn in this way. Each player places the remaining dice in their bag or use pile. So if you play this, you're forcing your opponent to draw three dice, and if Tabaxi Rogue is out, they're taking three damage to play this card, and then they're going to put you know, sidekicks in the field, and you could probably find some way to exploit the fact that they're putting sidekicks in the field as well. Yeah, uh, there's, the, there's something from Maximum Carnage, right, where you can take... No, that's if they roll it. The doppelganger. Oh, that's if they roll yeah, it. Yeah. You can so, so here's my team with this: Jubilee, because you're fielding sidekicks, so you'll do damage. Tabaxi Rogue, because they're going to be drawing, and then Green Devil Mask, because they're going to be fielding a bunch <laughs> you, of stuff, so you, they roll it all out. You could play this with Russ's Enchantress from uh, Thor. And whenever your opponent fields a character, she deals one oh. damage to every character <laughs> in their field. So oh. it's just and gonna... if, however many sidekicks they draw, that's dealing that damage to your opponent's field, field yep. and if you have tabaxi rogue out they're going to take damage for that that could be a fun little combo yep and then you have that yeah. one for every time um something's ko'd that's a non-villain it, they they lose one life <laughs> that we just talked about yeah exactly yeah, there you go or you could use it with like huntress or something to ping out other pesky characters that you don't want yeah yep. i mean there's a huntress lot of ways too. that you could use this yep. yeah um and then so the other two basic actions that we kind of saw were our, one of our favorites in this group is relaxing. Is ma- is getting a reprint. I love we love this relaxing more than the old relaxing, just because I love the picture on it. They're relaxing. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. totally relaxing. Yeah. So if you guys aren't familiar with this card, um, it's draw and roll, um, draw a die and roll it. Then you name a die, draw a second die. If the second die is the die you named, you roll it, draw a third die, and roll the third and roll the third die otherwise place the second die in your use pile and then it's double burst side instead if you name the second die incorrectly you still roll it and then yep. you go send it to the one also tabaxi rogue is a good <laughs> counter to that <laughs> yeah yeah and then this other one russ and i was talking about it's thrown brick deal one damage to target character die if that character die is not ko'd prep a die from your bag and add this die to your prep area instead of the use pile. Isn't there one like this, but it was the opposite? It's a shocking grasp. Yeah, that's So um, this question is going to come up. I already know it is. How does relaxing work with uh, the spot? I think it might be three now because there's three separate versions of draw now. Well, I mean, you draw and roll them, so why not? So so you would get six dice from this, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which ones do you have to name? Do you have to name the second... And well, when do you roll them? You need, have to name the third. You and don't the roll them one? till the very end. So you, yeah, you after you roll them, them and then you, you roll then them. draw and roll. Because it's after you draw and roll, then you 
Oh, so you would do it you have to the do first both, time, right? and then you'd yeah. basically just do the action do the second more. time, yeah. and you'd yep. have to name the second one again. No, you don't have to name any. It's for every no? di- it's for every die you draw and roll, you get an extra oh, okay. one. So, so you, you just you, get three okay. more. You do the you do the relaxing. So if you did it, if so you only got two, you it wrong, you would get two four. dice. Yeah, or yeah. If you name it wrong, you get two dice. If you name it if you name it wrong and it's on a double burst, you get four. And if you name it right, you get six. Yeah. Well, okay. you always get two, right? Draw a die and, and roll it. The second and then one, name if, a die. If you name wrong, though, it goes to you use pile. You oh, don't roll yeah. it. Okay. Yep. 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 Yeah. All right. And so yeah, this this, this thrown back one. I, I think it's going to be interesting because Russ and I are like we got to do this with with Hulk, the one that anytime a character's damaged, you spin her up. Fun times are going to happen, my friends. Which one? The the common Hulk. The common Hulk. Oh, with from, what card? From so you're dealing one back. damage to one of your sidekicks. Oh, thrown brick. Yeah, thrown thrown brick. Yeah, oh, the one okay. we just talked about. Yeah, you don't even. He was saying no, thrown back. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I was he, like thrown back. Like, are we talking about old sets here? I was like, it's, it's clearly it's Kevin. Her yeah. throwing a brick. You can't go an episode without <laughs> saying yeah, something wrong. I can't wrong. say something wrong. But yeah, I, I think you know, you get somebody even with like a two or three defense and play this. Fun times are going. Oh yeah, because it yeah. can't it yeah. can't be KO'd. It can't be shock and grasp. It yep. seems kind of, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be that great because, what's the point of keeping it if you're not. For Hulk, KO-ing. you trigger oh, Hulk. Okay. You trigger yeah. Hulk. So you like you get spin out. it up, and then you're dealing yeah, damage. Yeah, you get with a it. you get a blob or something out that has. And a then you big prep box. it so yeah. you have it next time. If you have all Seems three like of them, you just boom, boom, way boom, to boom, deal boom, damage. Um, it's too cost, but man. it gets away. Like if they take out your globals, so you can't use magic missile or something. I suppose. Yeah, this is another way around it. Yep. So those are kind of the 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 kind of quick overview of all the spoilers. If you guys want to see all of them, you know, quick shout out to our friends at BritRoller6.com, the Ministry of Dice Guys. They have pictures for all of these cards. They have um, teamless because it's the UK National Games Expo on there. And I also noticed that you guys should check out their next podcast that's going to drop because they also have a interview with Chris and Kenny from WizKids where they're actually going to be talking a little bit more about the team packs and what the future of this game entails. And we didn't even really dive into the Warhammer 40K, yeah. so check those out, Game Trade Mag magazine spoiled them recently yeah There's and some good I, cards i'm in that set. pretty sure that they even have them listed here on their page somewhere too yeah. <laughs> so uh check those out so big thanks to those guys and i will see both of you guys back a little bit later all right guys we are here with the ko king how are you doing today my friend Russ? Good. how are you uh i'm excited because we are introducing another kind of new segment that was actually suggested from one of you guys so big shout out to bobby z um, he, he sent us an email saying that um, I had an idea for another segment on uh, on Double Burst. With the loss of Blind Product, I think it would be great to re- recap um, either as one episode or as an ongoing segment some of the different play formats that are fun and allow to players to brew with the full assortment of Golden Age cards, but within some solid parameters. Um, so I really like that idea. Um, I also wanted to mention that we actually do have a list on our website that has different types of events that you can actually host at your local game store. Um, I know Zach has been working on it, and we're, we're going to update it pretty soon with some more formats that we have on it. Um, and I, I always enjoyed that. Um, and you can always find that at doubleburst.com, and you just type in event types or ways to play, and that should come up in the search box. So the one that we wanted to pick tonight for the first one is a little selfish because I was the one who came up with this idea. Um, and it's our limited wish format. Um, the way the limited wish format works is that you would have four of your cards um, be kind of your your hero cards, and they had to be at least seven cost or higher. So we're looking at you know those cards that you didn't buy a lot, right, Russ? Right. Back back in the day where everybody was looking for that. 
Um, and then you would also, the other four could be any cards that you would like. Um, and then there's a modification with how the sidekicks that you started with. Normally you start out with eight sidekicks. In this version, you only start out with seven sidekicks and one limited wish die. Um, and if you don't have any limited wish die, you could just proxy it in with something that you would know that would be a lim the limited wish die for that. Um, and then what you do is you put four sidekicks into the bag and then you put and then you put the limited wish into the transition zone and you start out the game you know with your normal three sidekicks and roll and go with that um and you, then you play your game normally like that um until you get the limited wish if you draw that and roll it you can limited wish in one of your characters so you would roll the character one of those um reserved characters that you had at the beginning um and if it rolled the character face you would prep the die and get ready to play with it and the other caveat is you just have to field at least one of your wish character die to win the game because we wanted to prevent people from just building a rush yeah. team and ignoring all of them which um, is pretty funny when you get in those games when you can't roll yeah zach hates this format so much so much because of that because i think he managed to wish in all four of his characters and he couldn't roll one for the life of him <laughs> and he had lethal for most of the game i really like this format it's a lot of fun yeah, this this was the format that I think you and I played where we had our Tarask off. Yeah. We managed to get both of our Tarasks in, and we were just rolling Tarasks to see how long that would go off. Oh, man, super rare Tarasks. That's a fun card. Yeah, so so we, we were thinking about this, and um, kind of to go back a little bit with our spoilers, like how much would this format be fun with some of these new <laughs> ones, right? So actually, my, my go-to in this format now that – the first guy I put on this when we did the last event that I played in that had this, I put Dr. Strange book of Vashanti. It's from the defenders pack. And while he's active, whenever you use a non-continuous action, die, create a copy of that effect and you may choose a different target. So you get him in first and then you would, every time you get limited wish, you would get to do it twice. <laughs> so it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, and usually my, my go to build on this is go, a couple cheap characters and then it's all seven cost or above because it's when you get to play them. Yeah. I, I, and the, the new Thanos oh, and the nine costs and then the 10 costs, you go Phoenix force. Um, that's an old school card. Um, really old school these days. I, yeah. I, I, anybody guys remember Phoenix force? She's um, a 10 cost. And she's she, so good. She was one of the few OP cards that came with her own die that yeah. you had to have. Um, I think she would, I think she would be used if if she was legal. Yeah, I know she's a ten cost, but yeah, her man. her ability is while Phoenix Force is active, each of your opponent's characters deal no more than one damage to you while attacking. That's yeah. just nuts, right? There's there's a lot of interesting cards that when you don't have to pay the cost with the limited wish, they're good. Like for instance, the Nova Nova Prime. This was another. Uh, promo back in the day. Um, if more than three of your characters take damage during your opponent's turn, Nova takes no damage this turn. I can't remember why I put this on a team, but I remember when I played it, it, <laughs> it worked way better than I thought it would. It was randomly on a team, and when it actually got out there, it wasn't terrible, which was odd. So and that, that, that was the fun part of doing this format too, because you you see all of these expensive characters, and then most of the time you're like, well, that's just going to sit in my binder forever because there's no way I can buy this or get or get it out in the field, right? Right. 
Obelisk is another good one from Yu-Gi-Oh! Because he's eight, seven, eight costs. Um, I think I did one of these times. I brought all the Egyptian god cards <laughs> just in hopes that I could get all of them on the field. I never did, but I wanted to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the best part about this format. You look at all the cards that you're like, I can never afford to play this in a game. And you just put them on there and you try to come up with combos. It was funny in the event. There were the last one I went to, there were six players. There were, were six players. I thought, you know, oh, look, the ancient one discounts my mystics. I'm going to go mystics because you never play mystics. <laughs> there were three mystics teams. <laughs> it's like, huh, that's interesting. We all had the same idea. So yeah. would you ever uh, use one of these to um what was it shredder no no krang right krang was the one that you were trying I would actually look at another road would be like working down odin and thor combos um they're all kind of expensive but they work off each other Hey, you, um, you, you want to know a really cool story I think one of the first games that I ever beat Zack in like in a competitive draft was using an odin and thor combo <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I just beat Zach. What? What? <laughs> Did I just do this right? I don't understand. He didn't roll perfect. Um, but yeah, yeah, because like I'm looking at Odin and Thor. My favorite combo, let's see, what was it? Is um was the Odin that was oh, I don't see him on here. Um I think it was from Age of Ultron, right? Um yeah. He was the seven cost, uh, the gun near, and Odin can't be blocked by characters with defense lower than him, and the dude's yeah. six, seven, eight. And then on his burst side, neither can Thor, and Thor is pretty beefy too. So you just get both of them on the field and swing in. But yeah. getting that combo to set up right wouldn't work because they're seven and eight character costs. <laughs> so, question this is off the wall because uh, I was thinking about that Odin where he can't be blocked. If I. Because his attack is five on the highest level, but his defense is eight. If I go to attack, when do you? I guess I guess you could flip it after, right? Yeah, you can because flip it after because they can't they declare can't blockers block after you, that. Yeah. So you could, you know, get eight through. That would be pretty good. Another good one would be, an uh, this phoenix, which I, man, she would be used um, from AVX. She'd be used in today's. Meta if she was still around, even to seven costs, because she has the, uh, she has a sweet foil to red. Uh, when Phoenix is engaged, you spend two bolts to deal four damage to target character or opponent, and then you can target character must pay a bolt. Target character must attack. Um, man, that that was good back in the day, and it's still really good as a seven cost. It, it gives you that force attack and four damage. Man, that... hey, look, Russ, I'm surprised you never brought Hulk Warbound for one of these formats. <laughs> He's an eight cost. Hey, I tried so hard <laughs> with that thing. It's man. It... You, you know, I thought about it. There's potentially a way to make him work now. Is you use him, use the danger room that makes everything glass, and then use a force attack. Oh, man. <laughs> You know, uh, there's a lot no? of really good. I think Hellfire Club Magneto would be a good one. 
Um, while Magneto is active, if your opponent has no villains in the field, he deals two damage each time he draws one or more die from his bag. Man, that's that was that was the that was the first uncommon I had to buy from a store because I couldn't <laughs> ever pull it. For some reason, I could never pull this guy, and I really wanted to use him. I would um, I would actually be interested to see how the game shifts. Like, so say you had the Surter, the seven cost uncommon, where he gets plus two attack, plus two defense for each opposing character die. If you could get him out early enough, is that a big enough deterrent for your opponent not to start fielding a wall of characters? So what was that again? Surter gets plus two attack and plus two defense for each opposing character. It's a seven cost. Jeez. So like in terms of the game, like normal gameplay, it would yeah. take a while to get him out. But if you got him out early... That would like you know if if Give they roll over crush if they roll like three sidekicks do they really want to feel those three sidekicks at that yeah. point? <laughs> Man, because it's he, he's the starter's already a six seven eight yeah so it's gonna get big really quick yeah. Now if you're this sounds really weird but we know who we're talking to here if <laughs> if if your goal is to win the game and like just do a lot of damage as opposed to like. A bunch of combos. I know that sounds really strange to say. Larflees is a really good one at seven cost. With uh, when he attacks, you can change his attack and you swap a, a sidekick for his attack and defense. So you can make a sidekick an eight eight, and then you make that sidekick unblockable with um, swarm uh, the insect plague. Uh-huh. You know that would be, you know that'd be I guess not a terrible combo, but. It's like, oh, I filled this Larflees, my sidekick's unblockable at 8-8, eight, eight, and then I do it again. <laughs> I mean, that's fun, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at... like Maybe some... you could use Craven. That's a 7 cost. Ooh. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Craven's terrible. <laughs> I, I'd be interested, like, even, like, looking, like, Onslaught, which has the Awaken keyword, he's a 7 cost. Onslaught is unblockable this turn. That'd, yeah. That'd be, you there's, know... There's, you know, when you get into the 7 cost area, there's cards that basically have a a countdown clock um that makes stuff really difficult uh the old uh colossus they take two damage for For every every character that's level three level two or three two or three oh yeah man that thing was impressive when it got in the field (laughs) so yeah and and, and the funny thing is i'm looking there's some counters to doing that too because there's that hulkbuster iron man um, when fielded, you may KO target opposing character die with a purchase cost of six or more if you do gain two life. So you could bring this kind of as a counter because you know people are going to, they have, you know, four of their cards are going to be seven or higher. So you could use that to kind of mitigate their their team by having that around, which would be kind of interesting too. Um, or or, or we, maybe Dormammu would finally get the <laughs> their time in the light, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> um, it's uh, the seven cost is wild. Dormammu is active, your opponent pays one more to purchase action dice. Or while Dormammu is active, your opponents take two damage when they use an action dice. Any opponent may KO one of their characters to ignore this ability. That, you know, like, those are kind of your more traditional control cards, but at seven cost, it's a little like, is it worth it to get it? <laughs> um, but when you can kind of get it for quote-unquote free, yeah, it, it opens up the doors a little bit more. You could use the Man, there's just a lot. I look in this old Iron Man Phoenix Buster. You can use like how many dice on this? Because there's no max die on the card. I 
Didn't they, they they're did. out of that? They did. I'm pretty sure they're out of that. But it's that. funny to look back at some of these cards and see how much it's changed. Because you used to really have to work to to prep a, yeah. a die, right? You're going to one. So it takes damage, and one sidekick goes from your use to the prep. It's on a seven cost. It's just so much more difficult back then to really prep die because now you can do some of that. So much easier than on a seven yeah, cost. Yeah, I, I might even would pl- for this format. I would pull out Thanos, the god. Yeah, that would be one. fun. If this is the first die assigned Heck, to attack, this nine turn, ten cost. Yeah. you you got to go for that. And I want. I still want to do the Ultron one just so I can actually use it. The nine cost that one field that you may KO an opposing non-villain character. If you do, you may purchase an Ultron drug for free. <laughs> of course, if you're Doctor J, you just go with the unblockable Thanos. <laughs> Those new Thanos that were spoiled just made me sick because I was like, oh, look, I'm going to play Dr. J. He's going to have a terrible role and just crush me again. He's having flashbacks to what's going to happen. Um, so, yeah, so this is kind of our, our, our new format for kind of fun different formats that your your shop has run. We want to hear from you guys. Shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net. Or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. And let us know if, if you've tried this limited wish format or if you have any other ideas or if you saw something that's missing on our list, let us know and we'll, we'll try to get that added to the list as soon as possible. So, Russ, thank you so much. Um, I know I was kind of being a little bit selfish with this format, but some of the most fun games I've had was playing against you in this format because yeah. I think to the point where like, there's no point in winning this game. We're just going to try to do the most crazy thing ever. I think that's the point of this. I mean, like I said, you can try these fun formats. It's really important to make sure that you are having fun. Don't try to break it because sometimes you don't think it through and there's ways to break the formats and it just ruins it for everybody. I'll just make that plug. Yeah, it's just for, you know, a fun night out in town with your dice. Right. I mean, if you're trying to win and you're doing the limited wish, you could sure throw Yanti on and a cube, and then you just roll. As soon as that character gets in the field, you're going to win. Like, that just is not what these are about. Yeah, it's all about experiment. All right, Russ, I will see you back here in a second. All right, guys, we have the whole crew here and Alex, who's you're, you're like jumping through episodes. You're Dude, like this like episode jumping. You know that game Portal? Yeah. It, that's that's me in real life. I've figured it out. I've cracked the code. Yeah. Just wait. So like it could be a mini game. They'll never know when Alex shows up in what nope. segment. So that's great. Um, so it is time again for our brewing buddies. This was sent from our buddy Jeremy J. Um, and sorry, Jeremy, that it took so long to get around to this. You know, it, it was we just we just put it off for a long time. We didn't want to do your team, just so. You know. <laughs> it was and on this the list. Is why, and this is why Dr. J is wrong yeah. all the time. Can no, you show no, me that color? He's our buddy, really man. Do not like he's Mr. Our... Fix. <laughs> but yeah, so he, he sent this team in, um, and he was like, I made a team, but I'm looking at, at it, and it may have a few holes. And keep in mind, he sent this before they announced the rotation, so some of the cards that he actually has on here are no longer 2018 modern legal because it's June now. Um, but his team was Mr. Fixit, which is the common, and he's a six-cost fist, and then it says when Mr. Fixit is damaged, he gets plus X attack, where X is the his printed attack value, and his attack values are a, if I can read this right, a um, six, seven, eight attack as you go up on the levels. Um, and then the other things that he had are Ring of Winter, Chalkboard, Shriek, Spider, Merlin, Gorilla Garod. Um, I'm, I just realized... 
pretty much Spider, Merlin, Grill, Grot are all rares, the rarities, because he's using the energy fixers. Um, and he had an open eight slot. And his basic actions are Magic Missile and Upgrade Proton Cannon. So that's the one that gives Overcrush. And if it's a Fist character, if it's not a Fist character, it gets KO'd at the end of the turn. Um, so what would you guys put into this team? Um, because we are losing Spider, or not Spider, we're losing Merlin, Gorilla Grodd, Shriek, or not Shriek, and Chalkboard. Yep, scrap, Chalk- the, scrap the team, start over. <laughs> Chalkboards, Keep Merlin, and Gorilla Grodd, because those are rotated out. Yeah, no, scrap the whole team. And then just put... Sidekicks on it. You don't need anything but Mister Fixit Magic Missile. <laughs> That's not true. It's like it's like it's like playing it's like playing. You know, when we first started playing this game, and Nathan brought you know uh, a gobby, a blue eyes, a gobby, and that was it <laughs> for his whole team. That's not true. There's so many counters if you just are trying to win with Mister Fixit and Magic Missile. Yeah. So yeah. so where are the holes that you guys kind of see in this team so far? Um, the first, I, I think, one of the major ones is that if he has to attack somehow, so he's got to get combat damage through. And the weakness has always been kind of a remove attacker from the field, right? So Kate Bishop is probably going to be one of the main counters that people will have on the team for this, right? Yeah. Well, she's good for not just, you know, a team like, she's not just good against this team. She's good against a lot of different kinds of teams. You know, she'll stop dragons from doing a bunch of damage and uh, anything that has a really big hit. So uh, I can see her being played a lot in competitive. Yeah, so, so what would you see as a kind of a counter that he would want to put on the team for that? Mr. Fix-It is an o- I mean, not Mr. Fix-It. Uh, <laughs> the Wrecker is an okay counter, but I don't think he's great at countering that just because she's cheap. And once you get her out in the field, you can start using her global again. The, the hard thing about the Wrecker is that it's hurting your... A lot of times it'll hurt your ramp. We've noticed as we play that you no longer have access to energy fixers, resurrection, Heimdall... So you need to have bought him before you get that out, or yeah. else it's going to be super tough, let alone Magic Missile. I mean, that, that yeah. if that's your way of pinging it, you've wrecked your own team. So you need to plan around that, which I think you can. You get something that can ping your own, like uh, a tune or Super Rare Jubilee. There, there's a bunch of different ways where you can ping him, because you only need to ping him once or twice, and then give him Overcrush or... Make sure they don't have a field in yeah, some way. Because you ping him once, he's a 12, 14, 16. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah and and you don't have to win all in one yeah. one boot. Ever, uh, not everyone. A lot of people like to do that with this. You know, either get him to swing through, unblockable, boom, 20 plus damage, or, you know, overcrush, 20 plus, all in one hit. But you, you, can, you can mix it around. And so you, you can do different things. You can. Try to, you know, just even if you get a couple through each turn, I wouldn't invest too much into it. But just ping him once or twice and you'll you'll be good. Because he's still in the field if, if you can get overcrushed through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You make him unblockable with, uh, what is it, Dimension, Dimension Door? Dimension Door. Yeah. Or even if you can get, uh, what is the, the Brazen Pegasus? If, you know, your oh, yeah. opponent only has one blocker on the field. Yeah. Um, you, you could get it through that way. Um, so, Russ, I got to ask you, though, because Ring of Winter's on this team, but he doesn't have any dragons. Would you suggest putting a dragon on the team? Uh, I would put... I would suggest taking Ring no. of Winter off the team. I would put... Rather uh, than trying to squeeze yeah. a dragon onto a team, you could just it's take not, that off. It's not off. a squeeze, though. It's a squeeze. Yeah, so, it's so, so that's a question. Do you put a dragon squeeze. on or do you because take it off the dragon kind of ramp? Ring of Winter combo is a two-card combo that is very versatile. Right, so you're and saying it completely it, uh, eclipses it complete. the Mr. Fix-It win condition that we're going for here. No, it doesn't. It just swaps go, out that win condition for this other one because you're not no, going to be able me, to pull off both in the same game. Exactly, which means that when you shriek... Whatever you shriek, I then have another option. I don't have to worry about going the shriek route. 
I don't think you have to worry about the shriek route too much. But, see, you're trying to invest in one win condition. I'd rather go two, so I have basically two full teams. What I play is depends on what you can. This is why he yeah, plays collector. I feel like you're, you're kind of hurting yourself at the same time because then you have two incomplete teams, whereas with one win condition that you have built around, you have one strong See, I, I think they work together. Um, I was watching, I, th- I think it was James Bloor from Zach and James did a video of this. And I'm pretty sure this is the is team. Is that Zach, the, the one that sent us uh-huh. these? Uh, yeah. I like James better. Oh. Zach is, <laughs> I'm going to slip this in right now. Well, uh, well, then, well, then Zach might... is dumb, and he just made it to the top of my list. It goes Zach, and then Stu, and then Todd. <laughs> and, and Zach, you're going to have not... to send me some serious, That's like, not... it's going to be hard to knock him off. He sent us these plastic things. Uh, okay, no, I'm Ira ready for Stark. some champions of Midgard ones. I'm Besides, just those, by James, the way. Sounds, James sounds way cooler than <laughs> he, Zach He actually anyway. does sound pretty cool because he's, he's got uh, an English accent. Yeah, he sounds like so, so Zach, he, so Todd, he ran Stu, a team. I apologize. I just, I, I can't control this one right here. He ran a team <laughs> and won the, uh, the, the two, the two team, what, what was it called? Takedown. Yeah, Takedown, yeah. Um, and he, I believe he had the dragon, the gold dragon, and Mr. Fix-It. Be- it, it gave him options. So if they went one route where they were you know, hurting his actions or one route if they're hurting the globals, he could go the other way. So it gives him two solid options. So yes, it's a, it's a totally different win condition that you can use, but it gives you an option to go two different routes in case they blank one or blob one and... And yeah, there's other ways to get around those things, but to have two separate win conditions, I think, just makes it very versatile for you. Yeah, Jared uh, just hates the dragons. Like, yeah. He's so bitter right now on them that we got to take that into consideration. I just feel like it's low hanging fruit, and it's just kind of. I don't know why you're so angry. I'm the one who's like had the like front end of dragon teams upon dragon teams. Oh, I'm not. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. It is. It is low hanging fruit, but it's good. <laughs> it's good low-hanging fruit. It's not Yanti low-hanging fruit. Like it's not sitting on the ground. No, it totally it, is. Okay, now it's, now it, now it's, he's it's sitting on the ground. It's just like <laughs> ten feet away from the tree where the Yanti was like right there. And no, now that like, now that that fruit's been devoured and gone, it's like oh that one's right there. It's like five feet up. It's you no, gotta, it's not. You gotta at least combo it. Not anymore. You don't, man. That thing fell. So let's say you didn't <laughs> do the, the Ring of Winter. Um, I've seen Russ pull this off where you swap out Ring of Winter, go a completely different route, and get Dupe. Misdirection in. If you get Misdirection, it makes it very versatile because you can swap in anything, not just a dragon. Um, you get around his fielding costs, so if you can get a three level three out there. And plus you could also dur- do it during the attack step. Swap something while maybe they have a... You, you get maybe you send maybe a you, sidekick through, and yeah, they don't maybe block you go it. this route where you just get tons of sidekicks attack until they can't, until they can't bring any of them back, and just swap it in and ping him once, and you win. Reason right. four hundred thirty eight. My, my issue with me. putting the dragon on this team is when would you go, Mister Fix It, instead of the dragon? Because if you go the dragon, not only do you have the benefit of being able to get him in the field at level three, you've got. A crazy breath weapon three, basically a field clear. You got a bunch of damage, and you just have to do that a couple times. Basically, if you put dragon on this team, put the gold dragon on this team, Mister Fix It is taking up space on your team at that point. No, if so, here's and anything the situation. That you put on your team if they shrieked my dragon, if they have a dupe, I know that's, I don't know how popular that is, but a breath weapon, a dupe will capture my, um, my dragon. 
So that's another area. Um, there's a few. Yeah, but there's there's I, like one card that you can put on your team to stop Shriek from shrieking your dragon. So that's why I don't feel like if if you have a if you're putting a dragon on the team, it's so much better to take Mister Fix It off and put Madame Mask in that spot instead, so that you're guaranteeing that he's not going to shriek your dragon or put something else in that spot that can take out shriek. But here's the thing: why though, put Mister Fix It in on reality the team? though? In reality, with a with a really competitive dragon team. There tends to be that one spot that is either another win condition or like a Thor. Like there's because that combo is so good and there's other things that go with it. Like there is a very open, versatile spot, and that's where you would put him in. So, so basically, basically, what we're saying is instead of brewing a Mr. Fix-It team, right. we should brew a Dragon team and just throw Mr. <laughs> Fix-It on it so that we can say we brewed a Mr. Fix-It well, team Well, if today. we're doing full Mr. Fix-It, and our community does this with the Ring of Winter Global. If you, I, I am really opposed to, and I think you and I are on the same page in this, opposed to putting Ring of Winter on a, a team that doesn't have a dragon. Yeah. I feel like we as a community get so excited about a discount that we don't step back and say I thought Zach was excited because it was red does text. That discount actually provide. We're talking about Don't go back a, and listen to our early episodes where Russ Law's blue eyes white dragon no, global every hold on, hold on. <laughs> five seconds. That's the that's the KO plus the discount. Well, on top of that, the I like discount, how he phrases that. The too. discount stacked. I was going to say, how often did this yes, is a one? It's really discount. a one discount. So it takes a six cost to a five cost. <laughs> I'd rather are use big entrance. on their team as a discount. It's the same with Machine Man, Super Earth X Machine Man. People are so excited because it's a two discount. It's a two discount to a one die that has. Three attack, two defense, I think, on the side. It's a three-cost level die. So we get so excited about these discounts that really step back and go, I don't need that discount. You're banking. If you don't have a dragon on your team with Ring of Winter, you are banking on a one turn to get something out. Like, go another route. Go Heimdall so you get next turn you have two two die instead of just the one discount it, it drives me crazy i like you I realize like, that's one discount because you're paying one energy to get one extra die next turn i yes, mean it has yes, the turn which the is turn. good well but it's, but it's, it's kind of the it's, same it's thing it's you're putting banking. it on there for one global because you're not going to really but buy heimdall you're banking you're banking that for next turn so it's yeah. it's not necessarily and a one turning. discount it's it's a it's a saving one for next turn but i could also argue that one discount allows you to buy that potentially one turn earlier i don't like the idea of putting either heimdall or ring of winter on this team cuz heimdall is hard to trigger more than once at the beginning of the game but that's when you need and it and the is ring that of once? winter really doesn't give you that great of a discount all right let's say that's why i'm a, to one of them what do we do then that's why i'm a fan yeah, of the I, big entrance route you go big entrance he becomes a five big cost entrance does the same thing though you are banking on an early but it does count. more because big entrance puts it in your bag you're able to get it out potentially the next turn you plus you it's have, a one it's one die that gives you two energy if you don't roll the action yeah so you what's are action getting do again? ramp i huh? only know the energy what does action do again <laughs> <laughs> i like i like the big entrance route because you you either get the one discount or you have two energy but you like to You're purchase at, a lot of die 
I not don't. not always. I, I every don't time always... I've seen you play, <laughs> yeah, it's you like, oh, well, I didn't get what I wanted, so I'll just buy three dice. I, I, that's a different team, though. That's a two-cost-focused team. I mean, I'm, when you're playing a team like this, a big entrance, yeah, it does Big entrance add, doesn't work for expensive characters. I think it does better than you think it does. It doesn't. I've used it for that one-time purchase that allows you to get that one die that you need to come out quickly. It's also... It's better now that chalkboard isn't in the game anymore, and that way you're not buying an expensive character to your used pile with twelve okay, other so, dice and mm-hmm. having to if hope that it comes energy, out. I, if you want to really play the odds, you go energy fixers. You roll two sidekicks. Next turn, you energy fix those. You buy Mister Fix at turn two. It's not. It's not super difficult. I can rev. no a six cost is easy yes. to get a six so, cost is so easy why to am get. I investing a basic action for that because six cost. that basic action will help you in other places um, to get Daisy Johnson yeah so no, three cost because so now as a two cost goes in your bag you now have okay so here's here's now the issue have, though here's the issue you're talking about bag and and controlling your bag with big entrance once I purchase them it's good that purchase for my bag. After that, it's bad for my bag. So I have one turn where it helps my bag. After that, it's bad for my bag. The thing, the thing about big entrance though is what it does is it allows you to buy a die later in the game and put it in your bag, which gets it in your field faster. For big one entr- turn, and then it's ruined my bag, and that's why big entrance is bad. One turn, it's helped my bag. Post that turn, it's ruined my bag. It depends, it depends on, on how, how much you play it. Depends on how much ramp you have and how much churn you how have much on churn, your team. Not ramp. If it's no, it's churning. both. It's both because if you if you don't have any ramp and you pull a big entrance and three sidekick dice, it's not going to do you very good. But if you have some ramp and you've got five dice and one of them is big entrance, or six dice and one of them is big entrance, you have a better chance of being able to buy something buy what you need and put it in your bag that turn. Yeah, and when you do that, let's say you have six dice and the big entrance, that means that one die you're buying is getting ahead of all those dice because you're pulling it out next in your bag. So what I think is, yes, it can be a clogger if you buy too much. But if you're only buying that one and using it at the right time, the, the, the problem I have is it never lines up right. But if it does, then later on in the game, when you need that extra win condition, the it's extra a gamble. control It's always piece. been a gamble. Then you can get it in your bag ahead of the other dice, and it because kind of works buy, like buy a, a shriek in the middle of the game, yeah, and you exactly. have to pull it. Exactly. Yeah. Or, you know, you or, it your or your uh, proton cannon. One of these things you need the next turn, you can kind of do that, kind of like a chalkboard, but the problem is I always end up having like six dice in my bag anyway, and yeah. I get it with three other dice, and it doesn't. But I, I see the potential of it. But in practice, I don't always see it working as well as it would in theory. This is the one but thing it, we, can't, we can't agree could. on on yeah. this team is how do you buy Mr. Fix-It? Yeah. Okay. Like, that's the biggest problem with this <laughs> yeah. team. Which in isn't reality, that big of a deal because it's a six cost, so you yeah. can in buy reality, it. I think, I think the best way to buy him is to go dark side. You just get dark <laughs> oh side gosh. and you see yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, All right. All right. I, Energy, Russ, I was looking Energy for Russ's fixer. reaction there. And res. Okay, so 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 right. he, here's. I a, mean, you just so all right, res. So so if you have resurrection, what's your other basic action? Yeah, because you're proton or I magic think I missile. Go proton. Okay, so so let's kind of bring it back to the team right now. Um, so if you take off magic missile, how are you going to trigger Mister Fixit if you don't have a way of like Daisy triggering? Daisy Johnson. I 
I don't think reliant, and this is crazy. I know half the community or more is gonna. <laughs> already be annoyed with me because I don't like big entrance in this episode. They're not. They can't be annoyed <laughs> with you at all. You insult then, their ideas all the time and they love you for it. You have your own hashtag and then, now. <laughs> and then the, re- the reality is if I'm relying on magic missile there's a, a possible downside. Yeah, it's low hanging fruit and it's good and it can really work with Mr. Fix-It so I'm not saying for sure it's a terrible idea but I would I would try other things because there's things that just stop that global, and I'm in trouble. Yep. I think I think if you have the magic missile proton cannon on your team, you you actually think about buying it because that's a guaranteed way to damage a target. Unless your opponent has a Scarlet Witch, and then you got to gamble with that. That's always a fun. Then you use well, but then you yeah, then ping her out. Yeah, you you kind of go. It's 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 an alternate win condition. I'm not, I don't know that I would. Say it's a great alternate win condition, no. but it's there. Yep. Yeah. So going back to the Daisy Johnson, if you guys aren't familiar with it, it's the uncommon from Guardians of the Galaxy. It's when Daisy Johnson attacks, you may pay up to three shields. For each shield you pay, Daisy Johnson deals one damage to all other character dice. And the benefit yeah. to her being on a Mr. Fixit team is if you have multiple Mr. Fixits out, or if you have a doppelganger copying a Mr. Fixit, and you have a couple of her out. If you attack with multiple Daisy Johnsons for each one, you can pay a shield, and that's a separate instance of damage going to your Mr. Fixits. So if you attack with two and you pay two shields, then he's getting he's triggering twice, which buffs him up to if the, he's on level three to the twenty four. The attack. only problem, the only problem, I the only hole in the Daisy Johnson plan that I see is you have to choose where the damage is going before they declare defenders. What damage? The it, Daisy it Johnson everyone. damage. It's everything. Oh, it's everything. It's everything but her, right? Yeah. So yeah. Daisy Johnson deals one damage to, to all everything. other. That's okay. what I was going to gotcha. say. Gotcha. Another. Gotcha. So if you are trying Misheard to, if you that. have an extra spot and you're trying to think of an alternate win condition, uh, the Hulk, common Hulk, would be awesome with that same pairing. Yeah, but Could how are you, you going to buy a, a lot of the same for this team? Sad dark side. I think I think you <laughs> use big dark entrance. side. Hulk and Mister Fix It. If boom, I go, you know, good. three six costs on the field. Go the, if we do go the magic missile route, I would actually put Dum Dum on this, the rare Dum Dum, and then my sidekicks don't take damage from opposing character or global abilities. So all those, they couldn't ping out my sidekicks. Yeah, because while Dum Dum is active, you couldn't ping out your sidekicks either. But. It's another... Who pings out their sidekick? Zach fields all of them and somehow It's actually wins. a good counter to Dragon to, because your sidekicks don't take damage from the breath weapon, so it's another option. And it's another shield that you could feed into Daisy if you needed to. Professor X wouldn't be terrible. You know, Professor X might not be a bad way to get the ramp you need mm-hmm. to buy these characters. Maybe use Professor X and Energy Fixers or your Magic Missile to ping out a couple of sidekicks. You'd have to spend a turn setting up for it, but mm-hmm. would you be worried? Would, would you be Fix worried it? about the the record though? Because a lot of these are still global heavy. I know Zach, you love them, but absolutely, absolutely. That's why I don't like the idea of Magic Missile. I would go Daisy Johnson, take Magic Missile off, scrap it. I, I would do more than one. I, I would maybe do if you're doing Magic Missile, have a backup. You need to have a contingency. You know, with the the jubilee or some attune, some other way to be able to trigger the damage. If you go the magic missile route, it, you could just totally scrap it. But I, it is the easiest way, probably, if they don't have wrecker. I think yeah. I think I would do the if I went the big entrance route, I would do the attune because you'd put a yanti pure blood on your team. That's a two cost. Now it's a one cost. It's going straight to your bag. 
the problem with the tune again is the Scarlet Witch. Just it is really slow it down and hurt it. It is, but but it is good. It's definitely good if if you have some. But then you know what would to counter that? You would be really good on this team is Green Devil Mask because we're sitting here. What are the counters to it? I mean, you've got Wrecker, you've got Scarlet Witch. That's two characters right there. Blob potentially, Shriek potentially. I mean, to stop this team, you're going to have to have some counters out in the field. And yeah, well, we cleared if, up half his team because they're all rotated have, out. If so. you have <laughs> Mr. Fix-It out, they're going to want to block him. So if you have Green Devil Mask, there's a really good chance that even if they keep characters in the field, they're not going to have enough defense to stop the damage. Even if he didn't have through. his ability and they had Shriek out, I mean, what what three characters are they going to have that's really going to be able to block at 8-8? Eight, eight? Seriously, so their choices so you, are block you know, with Shriek yeah. and get, and knock her out so maybe and then free him throw, up or so it's, field yeah. a character and re-roll all of them. So it sounds like Overcrush and Green Devil Mass Trap might be the best way to go. You you give but, him Overcrush and then you, you know, they're either going to block and they're going to kill all of their characters and you're still going to be alive. And give him, give him the Overcrush that gives him a plus three so he has a little buff there. Mm-hmm. And then maybe even throw the Cone of Cold. I mean, this is a lot of <laughs> <laughs> actions, but the, the, but these are so ones that go over well. our basic actions. <laughs> well, if you did, yeah, that, we have about if you five. did those two, the, what's the new anger issues? The Turtles one? I just um, looked at it. I can't remember. Yeah, that one. And <laughs> Haymaker, that one. Haymaker. Haymaker. That's it. Yep. Haymaker and um, Cone of Cold. I mean, you could do it with those two, and then you don't even need to ping him necessarily unless you have some other way of doing it. If you went, this is kind of <laughs> side side rail here. Yes, if, if you, you go, put a gold dragon on the team, no, 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 it no. wouldn't be bad. <laughs> no, if you go, go Yonti, <coughs> the uncommon, the unblockable when you use an action with. Uh, That's the common, isn't it? Oh, I think common? it is common. Common, and you go with the uh, Novacore uniform that, oh, that, does, that uh, gives breath, breath weapon. weapon. Uh huh. Then you the could rare. basically attune, hit your, um, so apply it to record, you, right? No, to, or, to no, Mr. you, Mister Fix it. Yeah, the attune goes to and Mr. you fix get it. breath weapon. The breath plus weapon your, goes across. Your thing is above. You know what? I, what, you, what might be a good combo with this team is. Uh, Keep the magic missile, but use the green devil mask and brazen Pegasus. And that that way, if they if they if they if green devil mask triggers, they might not have anyone left in the field, or maybe one character can't be blocked with the brazen Pegasus. Or if they only have three in the field, you're forcing them to block with two of their three. The characters. problem I don't think playing. Magic Missile and Green Devil Mask on the same team are a good situation because you're allowing your opponent to ping out ping out their, their sidekicks or something else. That's why you have Brazen Pegasus. Go ahead, ping out your sidekick. You still only have a max of three characters in right. the field, and you have to block two with but two of the, them on Mister Fix. Which is which is all true, but I'm saying in general that combo, you're not forcing them. You're allowing them to ping stuff out as opposed to reroll. Like if, I don't think that's a big deal. Well, if I'm not using Green my... Devil Mask doesn't necessarily like have to trigger to be effective. It's just the yeah. threat of it being there, really, that is where the power is in that card anyway. Um, but anyway, there's tons of options that you can go with as far as actions for a Mr. This Fix-It team. more like a competitive brewing than like worried about one specific team, but this is kind of... Well, m- m- Mr. Mr. Fix-It is going yeah. to be making This seems a little more competitive than what we've done in the past... Here's, here, here's a fun one for you. Make it a sidekick team. As many sidekicks out there as possible <laughs> with Mr. Fix-It and then transfer power. 
But oh, then you also he, have the. Of course, he comes with that with this because yes. he's done this right. in multiple <laughs> Splinter's teachings with Splinter's teachings and then Green Devil masks. So <laughs> you, you'll always have more than them. You get five or six out, and you just throw it onto him wherever. Why it is. haven't you like built a Larfries team? Like now, I will <laughs> say this: I will. Uh, when we're talking about competitive Splinter's teachings, I think is going to start seeing more play based on you can use Professor X with sidekicks and dragon so you can negate dragon damage. So oh, if you man. are stuck, it's a counter. So if you're, if you're planning on having high stats for your Mr. Fix-It, then be ready that that might come might, into play might in a tournament. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like if I'm worried about statting up my character so it can come through, I've got to be ready that if, what happens that my, if you, my yeah. opponent can use that to to me, and that's all I'm I'm bringing that's, that up. That's why for. if if I were to build this team for competitive, I would do Mister Fix It. I would do Doppelganger. I would use Daisy Johnson, and I would basically I would put Wrecker on my team, and I would steer away from any globals whatsoever, because that way you have the option a piece of, of shutting down any that. globals that other people are 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 relying on, and you don't have a team that relies on them. And so you might have leftover energy every once in a while, but you're still you still have a solid team with a solid counter that a solid way to shut down what the strongest counters are to your team. This brewing this team reminds me of uh, is it Dick Grayson from back in the day, the Batman Bat Bomb or whatever. The one that never worked. Right. Anytime there is a character that you can get fifty plus, it's it's so powerful and so good, but it just seems so easy to counter and and can be which used is against which you. is very healthy for the game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just be ready. Don't don't be like, oh, yeah. I'm gonna got this fifty stat, and then if they have Splinter's teachings, be like, oh, I'm taking. That's why you have the, the record, face. man. That's why you build around it because Splinter's teachings doesn't work if you if that's what their counter to your team. You buy the record. If they don't have a global counter to your team, you don't buy him. And you just go for the win. If you don't have any globals on your team, no matter what team it is, if you don't have globals, put Wrecker on there. Yeah, so I think I go Mr. Fix-It, Daisy Johnson, Doppelganger. Scarecrow. Uh, the, <laughs> the one you just, the Wrecker. I would put Madam Mask on the team to stop Shrieks if that's something they're going to do. Double, double Mask. And really just go a control team, like build control around Mr. Fix-It so that when the time comes, he's able to to trigger and I feel like the best opponent. use of Mr. Fix-It is control as opposed to aggro. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. A, like mid-game. Yeah, exactly. Mid-game bomb, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, guys. Um, Jeremy, hopefully these suggestions will help fill in your team, and sorry for we taking so long. I know he's going to put a dragon on there anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. When I played him when he had a dragon on his team, he felt very That's fine. Then it's a dragon team and not a Mr. <laughs> Fix-It team. <laughs> You know, what's funny is I talked to him about this team, and it, this was right before the last WKOs, and he ended up last-minute sw- swapping to play a Dragon team. Yeah, and then I remember playing him, and he, he's like, uh. He's a big D&D <laughs> fan, so, so he is. Yeah, so ho- hopefully this is going to help your team. And remember, guys, you guys can submit your suggestions for Brewing Buddies. Just shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Gentlemen, thank you so much, and I will talk to you all later. And I'm not dead.
And that's it for this episode of the Double Burst Podcast. We would love to hear from you guys. What do you guys think about these new sets? And have you got a fun format you want us to talk about? Shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Check out doubleburst.com for past episodes, places to subscribe so you automatically get these episodes, and cool player resources. If you guys are looking for a way to support the show, head on over to twitch.tv forward slash KTData. And if you have an Amazon Prime account, it's going to cost you nothing. Just use your free Twitch Prime sub and sub to the channel. We're almost at 10, guys. Big thanks to everybody who listens to the show. And hey, if you're listening to this before Origins, I'll see you there. So until next time, my friends, may your dice rolls be ever in your favor. (laughs) 